Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Jim and Sam Town Square. And today we are recapping week one of May 2023. I'm Scott King. Jim and Sam fans know me from writing a few of the Forbes articles about the guys. And I'm joined, as always, by multi-Emmy award-winning television producer Chris Cangilla. Chris, another great week of Jim and Sam. I know we say that every week on the show, but it really was this week for sure. Well, we are super fans, so I guess we're probably always going to say that. But yeah, you know, just packed with great guests great appearances and they brought the funny as they uh, as they say so yeah it was a great week they specialize in bringing the funny and you know who is bringing something fresh to the show every morning to start the show this week was Troy Kwan, who was probably our MVP uh, in last week's episode, but we had that great Sandy Kane appearance last week. Troy cut up her Jim and Sam song uh, for a different version every morning this week. It was fantastic. A little different genre of music each time too. And and uh, yeah, he he made it great. And I think Thursdays was my favorite, um, but it was, yes. it, it was fun. And, and I just love that they just let, you know, here, Troy, go go play and do your thing, and and he brings it with that. What would you call Thursday? Was that kind of like you know they talk about that trap music? Was that kind of trap? Was it a yeah? Little... You know, they were gonna you know they wanted uh, Troy to do what uh, Soraya likes, which is that uh, what is that that beat or whatever? Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember what that is, but I, I don't think you, I don't think you brought that one. But yeah, it was it was kind of a electronic dance thing, and it it was it was great. It was fun, and it kicked off the week perfectly. And then of course. Right out of the gate, you got Voss in studio, right? Voss being Voss, um, there there may have been a a callback, and and maybe he was forced to answer for swindling a fan, as we talked about on the show before, giving the fan a task and that he was going to receive payment for, and saying, "Oh, you know what? Uh, sorry, I got on Amazon, and yes, it's Easter Sunday morning." Yeah, it was. Uh... The guy actually even called in after they kind of broke Sam made him tell the story again. The guy called in and I think he might have left Voss, you know, off the hook. You're you're gonna be okay. Um, but the guy was a, a fan and he wanted to do something nice for Rich, and Rich just decided to get it elsewhere. So that was fun. Was and you know fun. what else happened too? You know, not only did we have Voss come back, but Jimmy's character, the guy that doesn't uh doesn't really know how to uh riff. Didn't and die I, over the weekend. He was he was back all week. And I don't know if you caught this, but we've even got some lineage. He is he is related to Doug Bell. Oh yeah, I think I heard some kind of a distance uh, relative. I think if, he's if an uncle. uncle. I think he's Doug ah. Bell's uncle from, uh, there you from go. what was said on the show. Well, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the guy doesn't quit, and we are joined on Monday, not just by Jim's character, not just by Rich Voss, but arguably. Top three, if not the best Jim and Sam guest ever, in my opinion, and Ricky Gervais. Yeah, you know, Ricky, to me, is like the A-lister, A-lister of being on that show. And I said it in our preview when we were talking about him. He comes on. He doesn't have to promote anything. They even, they even talked about his shows are already sold out. He comes on because he loves being around the guys. And of course, if he's coming on, who does he want in the room with him? He wants Voss, right? Voss. Sometimes wants... Bobby, too. Sometimes yes, exactly. Bobby. And I guess yeah. Bobby couldn't make it Monday, right. but, you know, so that's just, you know, I've not always been the Voss fan that you are, but if Ricky loves him that much, you got to appreciate what Voss can do. And I thought Voss had a great Monday appearance. He was fantastic. And he's great with Ricky. It's such a great, like, kind of rapport with all of them in studio riffing. Um, I like that. We, we talk about you know, sometimes things that, that keep recurring on the show that we really love. And I love that Sam won't drop no matter, 
you know, how up there in age Rich is getting, Sam still mentions that, you know, maybe you maybe you pop the top off. Maybe Gotta pop that shirt off. Gotta pop that shirt off and show your hard work to and he he gets him almost there. It feels like he just, you know, Jim talks about edging. He gets him almost there where where uh boss <laughs> is gonna pop that shirt, you know, and it was it was great too because it it's it it's so wonderful when a guy like Ricky thinks Voss is so great. And matter of fact, he thinks it's so good that he thinks that Bonnie and Rich should have, you know, a, a reality show together. You know, it's just, I just appreciate Voss more after I see him through Ricky's eyes. Yeah. And we hear Norton say that all the time is that every, literally every time Rich is on the show or someone brings him up, he says like, Oh, I can't believe they don't have a show together. Like Hollywood, he always makes it a, a, a kind of a indoctrination of of Hollywood like why this, this you know what's wrong with Hollywood and and producers that these guys do not have a show so you know what it, it's funny that these guys Ricky doesn't do I was I was lucky enough to interview him for one of the Jim and Sam pieces he was amazing and he doesn't do a lot of interviews he won't do a lot of press or media even when he's promoting stuff he doesn't have to but the, the fact that he's come back on Jim and Sam so much that I know when he's retelling either a story or, or something, you know, for a break that that's, he's talked about in his life before, for instance, the annoying sounds, um, and kind of gross sounds that people make in everyday life drive him nuts. It sounds yeah. like they're about to send him on a rampage. We've heard him talk about this before is it was just as funny this time. Yeah. And then he was talking about, uh, in the restaurant where uh, a, a woman was being, uh, kind of annoying and he was getting upset with her and, uh, she's was hard of hearing. So he kind of let her off the hook a little bit. But she also said, I just don't like wearing my, you know, hearing aids. And like, why'd you tell me that? I'm, I'm now I got to go off on you, you know? So right, right. he gets annoyed with people. I get annoyed with people. I get it. But the thing that he told the story that he also can annoy at times is uh, when he was talking about uh, when he was, uh, um, you know, when he's doing stand up. And this is, goes back a couple of years, I guess, in his uh, his opener that he would take with him or whoever was opening for him. Um they do a sound check. So Ricky would always do the guy's bits. He would do his his whole routine during sound check, including ad libs. Right. Just to annoy the other comic and the people working in the venue, you know, because they'll hear it again and again. So I just think that's kind of stuff just to it's the jokes just to make yourself laugh and just to entertain you. That that makes me me laugh because Ricky did that for himself. He didn't do it for anybody else. And speaking of stand-up stories, I know you love this one, so I'm gonna let you tell it. But there is also a a great kind of Voss and Jim uh, connection for at a stand-up club one night story. Yeah, this this they were talking about hecklers and what you know all these huge comics do about heckling, and Ricky had his take, and Voss and Jim, and they Voss brought up a story back uh, in the day where Jim was was going on before him, and Jim was having a hard time with a heckler, and just you know, just not going well and talking back and forth and yelling at the guy and Jim stopped. And then Rich went on and, and, and Jim, while Rich was on stage, calls Rich's cell phone and has Rich put the cell phone up to the microphone. So Jim could yell at that same heckler over the phone through the microphone. And uh, I just thought that was just, you got to have something in you to keep it going. Right. So just dealing with those idiots and, and, and it makes me mad. And I know you've done some stand up comedy and you've been in that field a lot that they make a valid point when they're on the show and they're talking about this. No, you don't do that. You can't heckle at a, at a theater or in a movie. You're not going to do all, right. you don't do those right. things. 
this person is doing their job and you shouldn't interrupt them. And, you know, it's different during, you know, crowd work where they what's your name and what are you doing? You can yeah. do that. But during a bit, you're going to throw off the time and you throw everybody off and it's not about you. You know, Jim always talks about everybody's like about me. And what me? Right, it's right. the same thing. It's not about you. Yeah, he's great when that's one of his, his uh, best points and talking about that, that kind of stuff, too, is how stand ups treated differently. And, and another example he uses is you wouldn't just take like a blanket and cover a painting at a at a museum or an art show. So for sure. Yeah. And and speaking of of Rich and and Jim's stories, like, I don't know about you, but like I feel like and you throw in Florentine and, and Bobby and sometimes Burr or some of the other guys they work with. I would rather hear uh, old stand up stories or old road stories from that group than like. Tennyson and who used, he used to hang out with those stories with was especially with Voss and Norton are always absolutely incredible. You know, it's a peek behind the scenes that we don't know a lot about, right? It's, it's this, it's being at that comedy table. Everybody talks about yeah. that, you know, it's about being at that comedy table and it's about being on the road and the things that go on on the road and things that go behind the scenes. When you get funny people together, you know, it, it, it's gotta be great. And we just want to be, They'll fly in the wall. We want to be around that kind of, you know, and and so those stories with those those group of guys, some of the funniest human beings I've ever heard. Yeah. It would be wonderful, right? And but, you just, yeah, you just don't get those kind of things that happen in real life anymore because you get fired or go, go to prison. Yeah, um, and that yeah, leads us to, I was going to say, it leads us to, we talk on this podcast, right, about the great Monday. Why are Mondays so good? I don't get it. Yeah. This show is, is it comes right out of the gate really hard on Mondays and and it's wonderful. What do you think that is? Why? I, I think, I think it's one of those things where it's the audience and their feeling and also the show. Cause you're probably the same way that, you know, you, you right now we're really busy. We have three kids and we're going to all kinds of different sports and parties and stuff all weekend. So you are, you're doing a lot of things. The show's out of your mind. And then come like Sunday night, you're like, I got some Jim and Sam tomorrow. And such and such happened over the, and so-and-so happened over or did this or that over the weekend. And like, I cannot wait to hear their take on it. And I think maybe there's been, there's been some really good guests. I feel like the past yeah. Mondays, M- Monday's past been month booked or so. Well. Yeah. And, and they have three days that we haven't heard from our guys, right? Thursday, yeah. Friday, and Saturday, or fr- uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You know, there's a lot to, uh, gosh, we get enough, even overnight from these right. guys stories wise. So they get a lot of stories. And then we kicked off Tuesday, Sam, uh, first of all, it started off just with Sam, uh, Troy and Travis talking for a little while. I'm like, where's Jim? Where's Jim? Where's right, Jim? Right, 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 right. And, uh, and they had a great conversation. I still enjoy it, but I was like, okay, what's going on with Jim? And we finally found out that Jim doesn't do this very often, but he slept in, he missed his alarm and he was about a half an hour late. Um, and he said he didn't stress about it too much. And and that's nice because you think, you know, old Jim would have. But uh, new Jim didn't stress about it too much and was there in a half an hour. But you know what they started talking about for Chris Klein. Oh, man. And real quick uh, aside, Travis Teft slept in and was pretty late to his first ever Opie and Anthony job. So I do he, remember he, that. Yeah, so he, he lived through that, became producer extraordinaire like yourself. But yes, getting back to Chris Klein who I believe uh, actually grew up in in my area out here in the Southwest Burbs uh, in Chicago. I didn't know um, a Chicago guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess for at least for a little bit, I think at least in high school. And it is one of those things. This is one that, this is a, a clip I actually forgot about that that I think he took a beating on 
Op- I think you took a beating on maybe Opie and Anthony for it. And then also on Jim and Sam a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then now where he's, he's on with DJ who kid and you get a different dialect, if you will. Yeah. Then when he was on with Sam, he just yeah. makes it a little different. And, uh, and it, and it, they were playing that back and, 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 and really kind of digging into it about like, just, it's so cringeworthy. Just, just don't just be yourself because not only are the people where you're changing your dialogue, dialect see it they hear it they know it you're not authentic so just don't do it and the poor guy got beat up even a little bit more when they they played his audition tape and when he had to uh sing for um was it uh, mama mia yes the, yes the abba movie that he was auditioning for and and you know what that was kind of cool too because jim even brought it up later on in the week saying that's in i think he might even mention it to uh to henry or something but you know doing an audition that's not fair. You're putting yourself out there, you know, and there should be a private kind of thing or just for the casting director or whatever. Right. 100%, um, but yeah. but um, I still kind of enjoyed it. Just Yeah, I did. I, I think I was thinking too much about like, why is this out there? Like, and it, like just that he's kind of going in there and kissing everybody's butt. Like, I'm sure that's what happens at every audition. Yeah. And, yeah. and his, he committed so much to trying to maybe sound what he thought was like DJ Who Kid that it, that kind of commitment is like, you're like knocked aback, but he really goes. It's not just that he's speaking with a different dialect. It's yeah. that he is going for it. So I, that, yeah. that I couldn't believe. And that stood out to me so much. Uh, you know, it, they, yeah, they also, uh, they also went into over the weekend. Um, you know, there's worry about the writers going on strike and, and that did end up happening uh, this week. And it's going to be weird. I mean, I know Saturday night live is not going to be fresh this weekend. Um, and it may not have a new show the rest of this week. Or excuse me, rest of this season because they usually wrap up their season in in May, and I don't know if the thing's going to be settled anytime soon. And then a lot of the shows that we like may have some delayed, uh, you know. Of course, the you know the Tonight Show and and uh, Jimmy Kimmel and all this kind of stuff. They're they're not doing new shows. And then that led to them talking a little bit about AI because I think the writers have a little bit of an AI um, platform, if you will, about how this is going to work with writing. And and can AI do it? And in bringing things full circle, they talked about the Queen movie, and then you know the, you know writers can't writers need to write stuff, but you know an AI could probably write that Queen movie, and, and Troy would still like it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a great joke. Um, I I think that you know, they're getting into that, and then as of I think it was Thursday after the show, I started I saw an article that said that the movie studios are actually planning on using AI. And then once the strike is over, having uh, writers kind of tweak it out a little bit. I, I, it's unavoidable. It, yeah, it's this whole AI thing is makes makes me not optimistic for the strike. I love seeing the actor photo ops. I, I do think they help. I like um, how much attention it's getting. And I, I think it's necessary. But man, I don't I don't see this getting resolved. Anytime, now, you, so. you're, you're by profession. You're a writer. Right, right, and right. Yeah, I, I cover articles entertainment in my yes, spare yeah. time, and, and I, I don't, love it, so. I don't know how AI could do your job because you're taking angles on things that other people haven't thought about. You're talking to people and asking questions. Right. I don't know if AI could just, you know, if if you're doing an interview, you know, with Ricky, for example, which right, I know right. you did, you know, that it's gonna, you're gonna find little things to bring up that AI is gonna. I don't think that's happening. I, I think. AI will be a big part of stuff that we do. And even in my world of, of video production and whatnot, um, it's, it can have a little bit of an inroad there, but I think it will be tweaking that. And they mentioned like, you know, it's like using a calculator, right? 
So. Right. And it freaks me out a little bit because I, I think it's pulling from, you know, obviously different places and almost seems like it kind of understands angles. So what I hear and what I've read so far freaks me out. But you know what doesn't freak me out is that also on Tuesday's show, the guys re-listened to the entire Shemokin Edna Faust uh, amazing video that, that you know, went viral. Um, I love that they re-listened to the whole thing. We've been hearing references forever. I felt like we haven't heard the whole story play out, the whole news story in a while. It was just great. And then they zero, kind of zeroed in on the lawyer, that, like the guy yeah. that meets with his lawyer at Dunkin' Donuts. And the old uh, converted Wendy's that's now a Dunkin' Donuts or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember because I was mowing the lawn. I know this for a fact when the first uh, instance of that story came out. Yeah. So that was last, you know, summer, maybe even fall. And, uh, and, she is wonderful and they absolutely love her. She's still the uh, profile picture of the, the Twitter handle for those guys. And it just brought up all that stuff. And then it's, they, you know, they started talking about maybe doing a road trip to smoking. Right. Yeah. Let me say that my seven and five year old, I introduced them to Edna Faust and oh, they've never heard anything funnier in their lives. They crack up. They, on the way to school, they say cold coffee. Cold coffee? On the way to, oh my Ice God. Coffee. It's so great. But yes, Jim had an opportunity with his Cleveland road trip last week, did not stop in Shemokin. Or should I say the weekend before last week, right, didn't stop right. there. And now, um, you know, you listen to to Travis and and Sam, they're up for fun. They love a good yeah. road trip. They like, you know, they like some fast food. They like food at like these gas And there could be parks. an amusement park nearby that yes. sounds yes. kind of scary. But I just I want to hear about that. I mean, just take it on the road, record the stuff. I don't care if you don't come into the studio for a couple of days and you guys go do this and record it and we hear it back live. It would be great because, you it'd know, so it's going to be a plus content, right? It'd be amazing. And what was there? There's like a uh, <laughs> some some haunted house at the at the amusement park. And uh, someone was doing some Edna riffing going, what, what do you call that? A, a ghost house? A ghost house? Or <laughs> what is it? Yeah, that, it was good. It was amazing. good. And then. They got some gifts. Unreal. Tell them about the gifts. So you have a you have a fan named Nick from New Jersey. From, oh, not from uh, New Jersey. From Jersey Mike's. Yeah. And I yeah. remember this because Troy was asking for you know for a little stack of gift cards there. Uh, a guy from Jersey Mike's that works there sent in T-shirts with Edna Faust, but got her quote wrong, and hilarity ensued. Yeah, it was it was reversed, and. Um, and the thing is, is that everybody was jazzed about the shirts. And first of all, they're like, nah, what about these shirts? And then they're like, these are really good. Oh, these are great. No one was more jazzed about the shirt than Troy. Troy couldn't wait to get this shirt, loved it. And then Sam had to kill everybody's vibe by pointing out that the quote, and I, I don't remember if it's, if it's, let's see. No, what do they call it? Cold coffee or iced coffee, I guess they call yep. it. Yep. Something like Perfect. that in that you order. Nailed it. You nailed it. Um, but yeah, they, they got it. The, the guy who made the shirt, a, a guy named Calvin, um, got it backwards and Calvin called in as soon as the guys recognized it, as soon as Sam pointed it out and made, uh, and made amends saying it's my fault. I'll get you. And that gave the guys an opportunity to, to tweak it a little bit and say, we would like it in, uh, in Dunkin' Donuts, brown shirts and, and with the, you know, just they're making and getting the right sizes and everything. So. Um, I can't wait to see those when they come through. They didn't post any pictures of it, as far as I can remember, on any social media. No, I didn't media. see. And while while they were talking about the shirts being brown, 
Jim said that he doesn't want a black shirt because black is itchy. And Sam was taken aback. Sam was like, black is how can a color be there? Are you itchy? Yeah. Yeah, I've, he's like, no, the dyes. I mean, doesn't that wash off? I mean, started, I don't know. Jim started reasoning. Like, that was yeah. like, I caught right away. I'm like, what? And Sam was like, what's this insane thing to say? What? Yeah. And it looks like our friend fun. Jim may have gotten uh, a little duped looking for some more Kiss Chopper. Posters. Yeah, I don't. So Jim's looking for these Chopper posters in, in the Facebook groups. Um, Kiss ones, obviously. I don't know if he put any money down or anything. He's asking no. around, and the guy just wouldn't get back to him. Yeah, so he got he's... on. He, he's on Facebook Marketplace or wherever he is as Jim Norton. You know, yes. if if I'm well, selling something, very successful comedian. Yeah, here, I'm selling something. Let's say it's a poster for a hundred dollars, and a friend yeah. Jim Norton comes on there. It's like, well, it's just went up to a thousand. So right. maybe you want to sure. go. Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the guy kind of ghosted Jim, and and Jim's having a hard time doing it because he he wants those posters. So we've bad. seen some compulsive behavior before from Jimmy. Um, that worries me a little bit that he's maybe sliding into some Facebook DMs. It might get a little hairy for him. Yeah. Uh, there. So, but it's uh, he's healthy. He's looking for posters and not the stuff he used to look for in the media. That's very true. Right? Seems very happy in his current relationship. Exactly. Which is amazing. And then going into Wednesday show, we first early on in the show heard about a killer B uh, news story and nine one one call. I mean, it does. It does freak you out. It, killer bees and just being around like a hundred bees is a thing that that kind of terrifies you. Um, and and hearing this story and being nowhere near any bees was was fine for me. Yeah, Travis really had a big issue with it. And and you know when I now that I remember about the bee story, that was the day that Jim was late because Jim yes. didn't really get yeah. into it. It wasn't Tuesday. Jim was late on Wednesday, and uh, and we heard a lot from Travis about his deathly afraid of of bees and they transport these bees in, in, in semi trucks. And Travis thought instead of having 30 million in one truck, maybe just have one, just one bee per truck. And, uh, <laughs> and a caller called in and, and talked about why they transfer bees yeah. places for pollination purposes and stuff. But yeah, um, bees aren't as bad as other things for me. Um, I, I think you probably have to do this job in your house too, is I have to be the spider killer, the ant killer, any kind of thing in my house. And uh, I don't like it, but that's our job. So I us get a lot of toilet paper and grab them real quick. And a couple of yep. times I've missed and then spider has fallen on the ground and the women in my house have not been happy with me. You have to protect everyone in the home, especially the women from all these horrible insects. Uh, you know, who is sounding like he may need a little protection at times when he watches some movies is Jim Norton. And we've, we've heard Jim be very honest before about, I know he doesn't know if it's because he's getting a little older. The caller suggested low testosterone, perhaps, but yeah. he is—he likes to, you know, let some tears fall during some some TV and movies. And then Troy was very honest and said the same things going on with him. Yeah, um, I'll ask you this: I do cry, not always yeah. at movies, but I will cry at. There's a reporter, a guy named Steve Hartman, and Steve does the CBS show movie in movies uh, reports on CBS News. And like Sunday morning and that kind of stuff, where it's always a tear joke jerker about, you know, this kid that lost his dad and and now he found another dad and somebody you wouldn't expect, that kind of thing. It's just like every time my wife will send me one of those on social media, I'm like, stop it. I don't want to cry today. You know, so yeah, <laughs> I'm a crier. Do you do you cry at any A little bit of movies, I can get a little emotional. Um one time I remember in a movie theater and and bring this back to a guest from this week, there's a scene in click. In the Adam Sandler movie, everything where he's rewinding um, on remote to have another moment with his dad, played by 
Henry Winkler. And that always gets me. Yeah. Uh, one time I was bawling out of plane, a European flight uh, b- back to the States because uh, I was like pretty sick. So I was on like some like European like cold medicine w- and maybe didn't sleep the night before it, watching Slumdog Millionaire just bawling because I, I thought that movie was like beautiful. And they talked about uh, crying on a plane, too. So maybe yeah, I didn't yeah, come yeah. in with the guys. But you know what? People that don't cry, you know what they're guilty of? Being a little dead inside. Might be. And there were some accusations tossed around uh, on the show. I think Travis got the the brunt of it and and they kind of poked around in his life's history to see other moments where pe- people normally cry, but he might not have. Yeah, when was the last time you cl- cried, Travis? Um, he had to think about it when my dog died. Right. Okay. Have you cried ever before? No, I don't think so. Oh, not when your daughter was born? Not when this happened, when your mom left, yeah. any of those kind of things. He said he you did know? cry when his daughter was born, and then Sam Sam didn't know if that response sounded legitimate. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, there was, it, and then Sam, who also is accused of being dead inside too, and we kind of know that a little bit because he finds such pleasure in other people's uh, misfortunes. But uh, you know, he might be dead inside too. It's 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 a tough thing. Um, you know, when you grow up, you have to put on that brave face and and move on, but. Who knows? But you know what else was was a fun topic on Tuesday, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Wednesday was the uh, they brought up uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the inductees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they go through the list. And I've had this question too, and Jim has an issue with it. It's like they're they're putting up people that are in country or in soft pop or that kind of stuff as rock and roll artists, and it's not. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and they said it should just be called the Music Hall of Fame, but then right. you can't change it. That so you know uh, one of those inductees was uh, was was uh, George Michael, and we'll get into that a little bit because they went off on Wham and George Michael for a little while. But it reminded me of last year's in induction ceremony, and it happened where Eminem was giving his thank you speech, right? And and this happened maybe a week or two after. Um, uh, uh, Jim, uh, oh my gosh, I, I just blanked on his name, Special Ed. Uh, uh, Florentine. Jim Florentine, thank yeah. you. Jim Florentine was a guest, and uh, they were talking about how much Eminem loved crank anchors and Special yes. Ed, especially yeah. that he'd always have Jim do it and <laughs> uh, and and have him call up and that kind of stuff, and Jim yeah. would do it for him. About a week or two after that, I saw the you know, when HBO puts out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Eminem is doing his thank you speech. And he was talking about all the rappers that have come before him. You know, Dr. Dre, I want to thank this. I want to thank that guy. And he just went through a laundry list. And one of those people on the laundry list was Special Ed. And I don't know if anybody else got that because he was going through a lot of them. And if you can go back and watch it, Special Ed was one of the people he thanked. So in in turn, he thanks Florentine for his, uh, his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. That might be pull of the podcast so far by you there. That's some some good uh, investigative journalism. Yeah, I wanted to share it with the guys, and I didn't have any. And I didn't. I, awesome. I think. I, I mean, I might even texted you about it at the time. But yeah, maybe that I forgot. Forum, That's such a now cool we fact. have the forum. We can do it. But then they started yeah. going off on on George Michael. And yeah, yeah. Now, I'm a very huge George Michael fan from back in the day. I even dressed up like him in Halloween, and maybe I'll share that photo. It's an amazing photo. I did get a peek at. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite embarrassing. But yeah, I dressed up like George Michael during Halloween. But anyway, so I'm like the guy screaming at my radio when they're talking about George Michael, and they had they're talking about freedom. Freedom ninety was his thing, and then 
the song Freedom was a Wham song. And like, it's the same song. It's not the same. And I was going crazy. So I'm like, what am I doing? You know, why do I care about this so much? And then they started talking about George Michael's uh, issues that he had in the park and all that kind of stuff. And like, well, no one knew that George Michael might be gay. I mean, he looked like he was, you know, heterosexual during all those times. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Jim and, and, and Travis, not maybe not even Travis, Jim, Jim and Troy for sure. Like we, we didn't know it in the eighties. We literally didn't know. We thought he was somebody that was really yeah. like putting up numbers like Troy did. Right. right. And, um, and so it was it was quite remarkable to to think about that because it was a shock to us. And then when you look back at it with today's glasses, you go, of course, you know, he definitely had those kind of, I would say, um, areas where you're not sure either way or, or another. And and uh, and uh, I just he was just good musician. The man can sing and I love the songs he wrote. So. And that's why you've been him for Halloween every year since you were a child. Yeah, I was. I I did the beard. I had my ear pierced and put the cross in there. That's it awesome. was. It was. You gotta bring it back. You gotta bring it back at least once. Yeah, I think I'm a little too old now, but I appreciate it anyway. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Chris: Have you ever seen Dear Zachary? No, and I, um, I hear it's a comedy, so maybe I should watch <laughs> it. But no, I have not heard. Uh, I have not seen it. I know about it. I will not go see anything like that. And I'll just be brief on this. My wife likes movies where you have to documentaries and, you know, regular movies where you have to think and it moves you. If it's subtitles, great. I tell her, I don't want to go read a movie. I want to see Star Wars. I want to see an action movie. I want to be entertained and get yeah. away from everyday world. And she wants to be moved and, and taught a lesson and so we see a lot of movies separately at times too, but yeah, yeah I would, I, I will I not be doing either. dear Zachary. How about you? No, I've never seen it. I, I think I need to see it just so I can do that prank that Jim does, which is amazing to telling like John, his manager, Jonathan, his, his wife. Yeah. That it's a comedy. You'll love it, but comedy. don't, don't Google it. Cause don't you can't, Google it. you it'll can't blow Google the whole, it. He says it'll blow, blow the whole thing. Blow the whole no funniness of it. <laughs> and yeah, I would, that's, that's legend. That's an absolute legend spot. All right, I'm gonna chop through. Even even though it's arguably the best show uh, of this week, maybe maybe Thursday, maybe Monday. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut through uh, Thursday here pretty quick. Yeah, right. Um, we had you know we didn't have Bobby in with Voss and Gervais on Monday, but we did have Bobby in with Henry Winkler. Another great pairing. Um, Bobby had some reverence, was very respectful. Henry Henry's always such a super positive, awesome guest. But what I liked in Thursday's appearance. Is that we got we got kind of fucking edgy Henry at times. We saw some kind of rage within, even though in my experience, I interviewed him three times. Incredible guy, totally lives up to the hype of being the nicest guy in Hollywood. Um yeah. sent my sent me my my kids signed books. He's such a nice guy. Um, but he I think it was an airplane story, Chris. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he said that, you know, that's when he can picture like chopping someone into Adam's apple. And then there was a couple of beats he goes, or the scrotum. <laughs> Yeah, I, I never heard him talk like that. And that was fantastic yeah. to have that uh, rage within because it would take him a, a lot to get to that point. And for all our viewers and, and listeners, please check out Scott's interview with Henry. They're, it, they're great, man. They're, they're on our YouTube page here that you're watching our podcast on. Um, you did a fantastic job with him. And he's always been, I've had the opportunity to meet him too. He's on a TV yeah, show. Awesome that uh that i was working on and uh he signed a eight by ten for my son who was also a fan so and cool. he put on there remember that there's greatness within you 
Doesn't that sound like a Henry Winkler thing? It's, it so does. And it's, it's coming from a good place. He, he wrote some inspirational things in my kids' books, too. They're pretty young, but I, I have to go back and see what they are. But it was uh, just amazing. Thanks for mentioning my interviews. Oh, no, it's Chris. good stuff. And Soraya um, was there. Yeah. Soraya was there. She yep. was videotaping some more. So we're getting a little insight that maybe they just trust that she's going to tape for them when they have a big guest because they know Sirius won't. And that's why she's there. Yeah. And it, we were, you know, yeah, we had our... Uh, we had our tinfoil hats on last week, wondering why she was there and why she went on the road trip with with Jim. But it, it was it added a different, perhaps an unusual dynamic that I, I think Jim and Sam are happy she's there. They love her on the air, but they need they have a need for the video, as you're mentioning. So when Bobby throws to her, she kind of isn't ready. And even though a lot of her charm is being awkward. It's kind of like, oh, this is really awkward because I'm, I'm trying to, to videotape. Hey, did you catch that too? Like, I wasn't, caught that, yeah. Really... It's, it's, it's not like she's uncomfortable, but I think she's so focused in doing a good job. They're probably paying her. I hope that yeah, they are. Yeah, they you know, her. she's working and she wants to do a good job and she wouldn't want to be distracted by that. She doesn't know how to play both sides, right? Yes. So if she's there as an entertainment thing, she's fine and she's going to do good and she's awkward and funny. But she has, she's a little rough when she's on the job doing something else. Yeah. Last thing I want to bring up for Thursday is, um, and we're going to have to see if we have time for this at towards the end. Bobby is, a, you know, Instagram, for lack of a better word, whore. He'll buy anything that he sees yeah. on his feed. We want to talk about that. But Jim got Bobby a gift when he was in LA. And it's the softer side of Jim. Jim got him a really special gift. It was a book of Rolex. And Bobby, you know, who loves his watches. And I thought that was kind of touching. I, I know Jim is a very good friend to his his guys, but to do that, that was wonderful. And then Sam's like, well, do you have a T-shirt for me? What's that <laughs> wrestling T-shirt? And Jim's not going to give it to us. It's amazing. Jim is, Jim is a thoughtful guy. I, I think he might hide yeah. that part. And uh, his friends appreciate that. Um, now, while we got some time, we got a few minutes left here. We, we got to throw out our line of the week and our best guest of the week. First, let's go with line of the week. Chris, do you have one? I have three. Ooh, and awesome. uh, yeah, I, I will go in reverse order. Um, they all were on Monday. Surprise, because Monday's our our, our best show. Um, a caller called in uh, to say that uh, said he said the R word and Rich Foss said to him, you know, you're not supposed to call anybody that. And Jim said, yeah, but how will somebody bring you up on stage? <laughs> Amazing. Love it because you have to really read into that. Yep. And at the end of Ricky's appearance, um, he mentioned doing Radio City Music Hall, right? later this year. And Jim said, oh, I really like to go see that. And Ricky said, sure. And then he offered to get Rich half off uh, the price of tickets. And Rich said, good, because I only watch half of your show. Awesome. Bringing it quick. They're very quick bites. But my so favorite with Rich. Exactly. My favorite one came from Sam, right? And Sam said when Rick and uh, Ricky and Voss were in, um, they were talking about diseases, right? And they went into a whole thing of horrible diseases. And one of those diseases was described as the that you have dancing worms in the, in you. And Sam said, well, that's like Jim at a wedding. <laughs> that's great light wonderful, of the week. Wonderful. Actually, week. Uh, actually glad we don't have the same one this week. You have some different ones out there. Mine comes from Mike Montone. Uh, he deserves all the credit for this. So it was the moment where they got the shirts, the Edna Faust shirts, and they're figuring out like, what are they going to do? Is the guy going to make more? And Mike just goes, you could send them to a third world country. Yeah, like they do with the Super Bowl shirts from the losing team. So not only was it the light of the week for me, 
that got the biggest laugh out of all the guys of the week. They yeah. they were dying. It took like a minute or two before they can uh, compose themselves. So yeah, big Montone. ups to Mike Montone there. I love Absolutely. that line. And right. finally, finally, our best guest of the week. Uh, just a quick recap, recap here. We had Henry Winkler. We had Rich Voss. We count the, the guys uh, like Rich and Bobby as guests. So Bobby Kelly, Ricky Gervais, Dan St. Germain. Uh, Dean Edwards and Dean had, came in with Brett uh, Raybould, I think is how you say his name, uh, two comics, made a movie together. Um, it's easy for me because I think any week he's on the show, he's the best guest and Ricky Gervais. What do you got? Chris? Yeah, Ricky was fantastic. And of course, any other week he would be mine. But this is why I'm not picking Ricky. I'm picking Henry Winkler because I like it. Yeah. It was short and he brought so much to it. Different things than we've heard. And just he's just a joy, and he tells great stories. Ricky does too. It's not a competition, right? But I I really liked having Henry on the show, and um, and uh, it, we don't we don't get him enough. I think we'll probably get him again in October when he has his autobiography coming out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not going to complain about having Ricky Gervais on the show, but for no. me, it was Henry. Um, the other the other guests were great. Dan St. Germain told some great stories. He's funny. He's funny. You know. Um, like if Jim is on st uh, steroids, right. And he has to, uh, um, you know, get low T and he's on steroids. He's going to come back like a, you know, like a, a prison yard ripped kind of guy and yell at other comedians <laughs> on this, on, behind stage. I thought that was funny. And then yeah, he talked about that quickly. He talked about um, one of his uh, friend comedians was doing a joke about being on the spectrum. And then after the show, one of the, the uh, audience members comes up to him and says, um, I think you may be on the spectrum and you should go really get that checked out. Turns out he did and he is on the spectrum <laughs> oh, in full circle on that thing. So, yeah, I just I like to guess any other ones for you. That's an amazing story. No, I, I'll add that um, I, I it's such an easy pick to have Henry Winkler because it's just that energy. It's it's he'll be funny. He's so kind and charming. So that energy like does come through, like at least when I'm listening to my earbuds. So like you feel that. So great pick for me. I just like there's a little more familiarity with Ricky. That's sure. why he's like the top guy to me. But I, I've only had amazing experiences myself with Henry Winkler. So good on you and good on all you guys. Thank you so much for listening and, and watching. And Chris, always great to recap a week with you. It goes by so quick, Scott, and I appreciate the time we spend together and I appreciate everybody listening and We'll see you in the uh, town square next week. Thanks for watching and listening to the Jim and Sam Town Square. Please remember to like and subscribe and turn on that notification bell, not Doug Bell, so you don't miss an episode. And if you're just listening to the podcast, please leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate it.